0: To gain valuable insight into different career paths and life in general let's get to it in this episode we have another fun chat with our interns and i go through about three or four rapid fire resume reviews hope you enjoy so welcome to i believe it's uh weekly session number i don't know 14 12 it's a lot um but we're happy to have all of you here. Thanks for joining. Um, hopefully this can add some value to you. Um, it's not just about talking about the internship, but we can talk about your careers, interviews. I'd love to hear where people are um, are at, whether you're a freshman or going into college or you're graduating or have graduated. Um, so we have people you know, across all spectrums. Most are in undergrad, but we do have some graduates as well. So I'd love to figure out ways we can be helpful to you as you progress through your career and through your interviews and, and recruiting season so um it is august 5th i can't believe it's august 5th already i'm on vacation next week so i'm excited about that but um yeah, let's start with just questions any questions specifically around the internship um from this past week um that we didn't cover last week anything
1: come up that um myself or be able could answer yep ibg go ahead yeah, actually I was wondering the uploaders process. Why does it take so much time to upload when the like the uh, reviewing process is complete?
0: Uh the question was why does it take so much time to do an upload?
1: Yeah, after the yeah. second editor. Inter- yeah, so um
0: partly it has to do with the system where we're uploading. So uh, part of it's you know, getting all the the images named properly. Um the formatting correct and then there's also specific checks around seo final checks that are done to make sure that there's not like keyword stuffing um that we're not like uh overdoing it in terms of you know the number of times you're referencing a keyword so there's there's a lot of checks that are going on in the back end after
1: an article is approved or ready for upload um which is why it takes a little a little bit of time quickly thanks no good question um, and
0: the uploader team for the record today was the first day, I think, in months where the uploader team actually is starting to um drop the number of uh, that bottleneck is finally coming down, which was very exciting to see because you it, know it's it's grown to almost five hundred articles um waiting to be uploaded. So it was a big day when uh, we updated that <laughs> our tracker um. I know Nabeel's been working hard to, you know, the editing team's doing an amazing job um, getting things kind of ready, but uh, the the uploader team didn't have enough people kind of helping for a while. But now it's, I feel like it's more in balance, which is, which is awesome to see. Um, And, you know, the people we've brought on um, full time have been really helping in terms of just pushing those, uh, pushing those live as well. So we're seeing about 20 to 30 articles, long form articles going live every single day, uh, which is really extraordinary it's a it's a ton of content um we're starting to see some signs as well on the site and on the traffic um, to the resource section um that's happening Nabil and I are kind of now in in a phase of where we're trying to discuss potentially um how we can uh, promote the content better um with people just notifying people that the content even exists because it takes a while for it to kind of you know I think pretty immediately, since they're well written articles and they're long form and it's structured well within the site, it's pretty immediate that it ranks within the top hundred for that specific keyword. Uh, but to get any sort of meaningful draft traffic for most of these, you need to be getting up into the top ten, or if not the top three. Um, so from there, it really becomes a, a an exercise of, of promoting the content, making sure you're having people link to it, or possible um, so that other um, you know
1: internet. Yeah, getting more into the marketing side.
0: Yeah, getting more to the marketing side versus so like, you know, now we're going to have this, you know, great base of content there and these free resources. So now it's a question of um, getting the actual promotion out there exactly of, of people to know about it and to link to it, more importantly, to link to it so that we actually get some some credit there um, for it. So. It's still, um, you know, when I talked to Nabil, uh, what almost a year ago, we talked about specifically how long is this going to take, and I said probably about two to three years <laughs> for it to really be noticeable um, on the overall traffic to WSO, simply because WSO is hundreds of thousands of URLs. So even if you were to write a thousand articles, it's still a tiny fraction of the overall URLs. The difference is this content's super long form; it's higher quality. You know, it's very high quality. It's, uh, you know, it, it's done in a way that. Um, Google tends to like in the sense of, you know, high quality content, um, you know, the proper H twos, relevant, you know, other relevant keywords, uh, unique examples, stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, we're hopeful over the next, you know, three to six months, we'll start to see this, um, all this work from the team kind of uh, filtering through um, to the traffic, and and eventually, um, hopefully, we'll, it'll help uh, help the business in terms of like just more leads for uh, our financial modeling training and our um, our camps and all that other good stuff. So, um, it's a long road though. It's a long road, a big investment, um, from everyone, from you guys and from us, um, since, you know, it's, it's, there's no guarantees, right. Um, in terms of whether it's going to play out and how long that takes. So, um, That's that's where we're at. That's where we're at. So yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I think there's no, there's no way we could have done this without the help of all of you and without the help of just the entire intern team. Um, with so many people, you know, with such a large project, there's really no way to do it um, in a positive ROI fashion. When we if if we didn't have other value to give you guys through the through the courses, so the courses really opened up a lot for us because we we're like, well, we could offer a lot of other value, and not have to be out the cash and and you know go bankrupt from from doing something like this. It's something where we could give value and receive value, and hopefully everyone's better off for it. So, uh, so yeah, any other questions on the internship specifically? Um, I do have a, uh, another resume from, uh, from an intern. I don't know if he is joining. Do you see him, Nabil? Uh, no, it doesn't look like it. I don't see him, but it's okay. Um, we can go through it. Cause I think it may, maybe we'll have some, um, some relevant, uh, lessons for everybody else. Or if you want me to review resume kind of on the fly, if you want to send a, an, a, a word doc right now to the chat, um, and you don't mind kind of people seeing it or knowing it, I'm happy to do that as well, kind of on the fly. Can, send us the link? Yeah, if you want to send the Word doc through here or um, send the link, yeah, that's fine. I can open that up and share my screen. And um, if people want to do that, we can do, we can do that or we can do a few of them. I could do like rapid fire, try to get all of you. <laughs> I don't think I could get all of you, but I could do maybe three or four uh, rapid fire, um, just like my initial impressions looking through it. Um, that'd be kind of fun. A little bit of a different format. What do you think? Do you think I can do it without losing my voice? Yeah, hopefully. Still more people, uh still more people joining. So it's getting it's getting to be a typical uh typical group. Um yeah, Thomas, go ahead. Thomas fallas Hey Patrick, can you hear me? Hear you great. How you doing?
2: Um good. Yourself?
1: Hanging in there, man. Staying busy. Happy Friday. I'm excited for uh, my trip next week. So <laughs> uh,
2: thank you. Um I just have a quick question. So I'm I'm about month or so into the interview, right? And I'm trying to put together my resume. And compared to people's resumes who have completed the interview or are about the end of it, they can put on the resume, like, oh, I've written this many thousand words, this many articles, completed this many courses. For myself, when I haven't completed the courses, haven't written enough to really brag about it on the resume. How would I? And and for myself, I'm applying for internships this winter, which it means I'm applying now. So I wanna put WSO on my resume now. What would advice could you give for a starter
0: to put on the resume? Well, I would definitely put the stuff about the, the number of articles you have in the word, the word counts. I mean, I assume it's decently okay. kept at this point, okay. maybe just don't, you don't actually wanna yeah. put the self-study financial modeling training on there unless you're ready to answer questions about it anyways. Um, cause that could get okay. you in, like hot okay. water on the interviews. <laughs> cause if you put like discounted cash flow modeling, you know, valuation, they're going to start like grilling you on like trading comps and precedent transactions. So unless you're ready for it, um, it's actually better. Don't like over embellish there. Cause you'll get grilled. Um, okay. I think ideally, you know, by next summer, um, or by this winter, ideally you will have some time to, to do those courses so that you can put it on. Yes. Cause I think it does, it, it does help. Yeah, I would just leave that one bullet off in terms of like the suggested thing to put on the resume. Did you see the one in the in the sticky to the chat on Slack? There's a. Uh, uh, no.
1: Yeah, so go to the Slack group at the top of it. There's a sticky like example of how to put it on your resume.
0: And then I would I would just exclude the bullet that talks about like um doing the (laughs) doing the financial modeling training and stuff like that.
1: Yeah.
2: And are you saying once I do the training, then put it on?
0: Yeah, it would because my my concern is if you put it on and you haven't actually even started it or you don't understand the theory behind it and exactly. in interviews, you're going to get a much more technical interview that you may not be ready for unless you've unless you feel confident enough where like you've studied the valuation type questions, technical interview questions where you feel like you could still do okay. it's just it's just opening up yourself. It looks better, but it's you know opening yourself up. I'm looking at your. I'm looking at your LinkedIn to try to get a sense. Like you're at a okay. a pretty non-target, right? And you're pretty young. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you might want to put it, but you just got to be ready. You got to have the okay. technical. <laughs> you have a lot. You're busy in the next month or two. Let's put it that way.
2: <laughs> okay, that's perfect. Thank you.
0: Like if you want to risk putting it, you can to try and land more interviews because you kind of are, you're still young and you um, you're coming from a non-target. If you were coming from like a top target, I, I'd say like don't do it because you're probably gonna land the interviews anyways. But coming for your coming, you may want to may want to risk it just to try and get that first round.
2: Okay, okay, perfect.
0: But I would like highly recommend you getting like your first course should be the IV interview
1: if you're going for Ivy. Sure. Are you going for investment okay. banking? Okay. Um. Another quick question. Yeah.
2: Investment banking or or sales and trading we're like two hours looking at so the ib what that course would be good for IB, is there anything trading like any yeah no anything?
0: that the, the ib that interview, interview course is? include is you can think ib is like the umbrella that includes front office investment banking m&a but there's in the in the technical okay. interview course that's under ib that um that course there's um there's stuff around stocks options currencies um stuff which is more relevant to like in trading which is more relevant to s&t Okay, and then and then when you get perfect. access to those, you have access to the company database, which also allows you to filter by group. So you could go to like specific banks, you go RBC, you could type in like sales and trading uh, interviews and you could look at all the uh, interview questions that were asked previously.
2: Really? OK.
0: Yeah, it's pretty valuable. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Okay. And that comes along with the interview course. So if, uh, if, if you haven't been given access to
1: if, if you ask for an interview course, you should be given access for 12 months to that as well good thank you no worries yeah thank you um has a question hi Um, so i'm an incoming freshman so like under that um and i was just wondering if you could look at my resume now because a lot of things that i have done are from high school
0: uh, yeah, sure. Divya, Ana, I'm pulling you up, I think, on, well, I may not find...
1: I put it in the chat for you.
0: Okay, so yeah. Well, why it's a we... Zoom chat, yeah. There's three resumes already. Oh, wow. I, maybe I said I shouldn't have. <laughs> why don't we start? Why don't we start the resume okay. reviews quickly to try and give as much value to people? So, uh, real quick, I'll open
1: this up. Uh, um, because, like, a lot of the things I've done are just, like, not really finance related yeah um, so, so i put that on there but i'm not sure if i should have can you see this uh, yes i can okay so uh
0: blah, blah, let me see here i'm open this so first off i would get it in a format our our uh resume template format which is um okay. i would just do that it'll just clean things up um make things a little bit, uh, formatted a little bit better um you need to get it to one page for sure Okay. Definitely, definitely is an incoming. <laughs> like yes. there's no reason to have it on second thing. I get the Wall Street Oasis um internship up there with something okay. similar to this. And there's a sticky up in the in the Slack group that'll show you kind of how to talk about it. Um okay. this, so what you're gonna do is um you're gonna want it, what what school are you going to? Uh
1: reference business.
0: Yeah, so uh I would put it like more like this, where like you don't have your your high school shouldn't be like it could be a you could have your GPA on there um because obviously it's very impressive. So I think um, and like this is this is great too. Uh, especially as you're since you're so young and coming in. Um, but like I would do it in this format where you have like Rutgers, business school, you know, Rutgers, da-da-da, expected, you know, class of whatever. Um, and you can say. You, know, you won't have a GPA. You can say incoming freshman or something like that. And then you could have something like high school, uh, took five APs in macroeconomic statistics calculus, a uh, language and composition and literature, um, scored you five. Some that I took more than
2: that, because these were
1: only like the
0: relevant ones. Yeah, well that well, you could say took eight AP, you know, eight APs uh, and scored five out of, you know, five on seven out of eight or whatever that is, you know? Okay. Um, whatever it ha- happens to be, and just put that in there, um, as a bullet. But you, I don't think you need a whole new section for your high school.
3: Okay.
0: Um, unless it's a really well known high school, I don't know. Is it, is it public?
3: kind
0: of is, yeah. East Brunswick's, yes. I mean, you, huh? Yeah. So maybe you put like a two bullets for your high school here. You might need it anyways, to be honest, because once you get rid of a lot of the fluff, um, you may not, um, you may not want to have so much around like volunteer and all this stuff. So like I would do, yeah, I would do Rutgers first, right? You're not gonna have much there, right? Because it's just incoming freshmen for classes, da-da-da, right. Um, mm-hmm. and then you'll have, you know, your high school GPA there, just like this. And then instead of a new bullet for each of these, just have AP tests including macroeconomics, da-da-da, score to five mm-hmm. on da-da-da. And it's just one bullet. Um, and then
1: the awards the awards here can go under if i go here and show you um it can almost go under like a section here like certifications or you could put
0: awards there
1: okay
0: and list them out here you don't want to um so most of your most of your stuff is going to be like your challenge to me, you've done a lot of extracurriculars, you're a leader, you scored great in school. Most mm-hmm. of your difficulty is going to be around like deciding what to include and what to remove and how little um, how little space to give to. And I think a good rule of thumb for you to follow is the more impressive and hard it is to do, uh, the more space you give it on your resume. And okay. that weighted with how relevant it is to whatever career you're, going after so you're going to business school i assume what are you what are you targeting do you know yeah
3: uh, finance
0: finance so like anything more related to finance you'll give uh more a little more airtime to. but given you're super young and you're just coming in like i mean it's you look like you have a very impressive resume it just needs to be formatted better
3: okay
0: um and just cleaned up to look a little more like a professional resume and definitely only one page and so your, okay. your, your struggles are going to be as you start stacking internships like WSO and some others is going to be deciding what you start cutting out and leaving off.
3: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Um, yeah, you're welcome. So like, yeah, this is cool. Math honor society. I think these are good. Um, but like, yeah, you could, you're even your additional information. Like you could add another one or two things here. Um, like leadership.
1: Uh, you have this whole leadership section. Like I would do the two most impressive ones there. Okay. Um. But yeah, I'm looking to see if what's most financy. Yeah, like this, like man like managing the wrestling team, like
0: you definitely don't need that that many. Okay. Uh, you
1: know. So like I can just get rid of the
0: entire section for that. Um, no, I mean I think it's good to have that as like a line or a bullet, but not like five, not like seven bullets. Okay. You know what I mean? Just show that you you are like active, um, like just this line. Okay.
1: Um, and then volunteer. Experience is great. Um, and then, just on your bullets, our
0: proposal of creating a home room period is implemented. So, what does that mean? like? What does that mean? Give me more like to try to quantify your bullets more.
1: Okay.
0: So, kept track of matches. How many matches of my teammates? How many teammates? How many tournaments?
1: Okay. okay. Leading
0: to a blah blah blah. Why did that help the team? Why does anybody care? Why does that make you special, right? So, keep okay. asking that question. Like, should is this bullet really adding a lot to my resume? What is it showing? That people that work in finance want to know. It doesn't mean you're really good at organizational skills. Right? Does it mean that you're like a really hard working, you can multitask? So try to get a sense of like what you're trying to convey with each bullet. It's remember the the resume, don't think of the resume as a list of your accomplishments. Think of the resume's job is to get you the interview, period. Okay. okay. So you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to throw everything at them. You wanna, you wanna pick and choose what's
1: the most impressive and just and shine those. To get the interview, and then you can talk about all the other stuff.
3: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Good luck. Um. Let's see. Maybe I'll, I got to let in a few more people here,
0: and then um Nabil, we had. Do we have another one in the
1: chat? We did, right? Oh, yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, we have a couple more. Uh, uh ones from Abdullahi Rashidi and another one from Abijit. Okay. Let's look, Abijit was talking first so let's pull him up google docs so, abhijit, let me just load this let me share my screen again okay, and this is this is all cold i haven't seen your resume yet so um
0: okay a couple things uh, abhijit are you are you here
1: yes
0: can you tell me what your goal is and where you're living and what's your status what's going on you're in india
1: yeah i'm in india right now. Learning masters in physics. I'm learning like technical mm-hmm. stuff, majorly like computational mathematics and stuff. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to get into quantized types, like from computational side in a sense.
0: Ah, uh, quant funds, like a
1: quant fund. Is that what you said? Yeah, quant okay. funds, hedge funds from the quantum side. Yeah. Awesome. So things I I like here. Um, it's one page. Yeah. Um, the font's a little funky. Uh, I started of- out trying to be different and then like stuff just got add-in and then it got janky in its own search.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think for uh, for any sort of quant fund, I think a lot of them want to see,
1: I think the technical skills is good, but um, where are you applying to roles? Hedge funds, majorly yes. So I think in order to get in there, uh, if it's a quant fund, and I know less about this, to be fair, okay? Um, so this is good. I'd almost like
0: your work as a finance future analyst is good, but like I almost want to see more.
1: So Pinewood Capital Management co-founder, investment portfolio development. So but like you're a co-founder of this, what is this? Uh, that's a startup i working. But it's kind of a doing? hedge fund. So it's like a cryptocurrency which is backed up by the capital. So the capital gets invested as a hedge fund, and we are the hedge fund managing the capital. So you started your own hedge fund. Uh, it's in a sense cryptocurrency company which manages the capital as a hedge. fund. Sorry, it's a what as a company? I would I would, I would, I would say cryptocurrency company as a name. Uh, sorry, can you can slow down. what you're saying. Cryptocurrency company. It's a cryptocurrency company. Hmm. Um. So like, just me asking you this, I don't know what you're doing. Like, this tells me literally nothing. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather, if you're applying to quant funds, I'd much rather see like Python,
0: MATLAB, this stuff,
1: mm-hmm.
0: more more featured, and then like, isn't like backtesting and other like stuff related to markets specifically and modeling markets yeah, yeah. specifically yeah, yeah. more important
1: models and vectors yeah so like where is that here a little bit i mean i did it in the i guess machine learning matlab late seaborn you can do that okay.
0: matlab here yeah so i'd, I'd almost yeah. give this stuff more uh more prominence if you actually put a lot of hours in it
1: mm-hmm
0: Because that's going to give you, that's more kind of targeted around the jobs, the the skills that you're developing. So maybe bring your coursework up, bring your experience down, because you're still like you just graduated or no?
1: No, I'm going to graduate in twenty twenty-five.
0: Yeah, I mean, you still have so many years. Your education and your coursework stuff, I think, needs to be above the experience. The experience right now is, yeah, the internship's good for like showing that you're motivated and all that stuff and you've done self-study. um, but this co-founder thing, like you need to get much better at explaining this
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like and or making it more clear. Um, this is also just feels weird with these indentations. like I know the quants won't care as much, but it's anyone trying to read your resume. it's a little bit hard to read mm-hmm. um with the with the spacing. like this is way too close. Um, objective statements, I'm not a. Big fan of. I think if you're applying to the job, your objective is to get that job. And I think it's it's usually a waste of space. So I would just let your education um maybe put that up at the top since you're still in school. Put, put your put your pro uh put your coursework and your pro are projects kind of in undergrad. Yeah. Um, okay, financial thesis. Probably approach the fundamental analysis and negating the linearity of exponential growth for uh for finding and net uh, present value. Uh
1: Except accepted into the Institute,
0: International Journal of Science, Engineering, Research. I mean, I think
1: this is a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. What percentage of papers get accepted into that journal? Uh, I'm not actually sure. You should ask them, because mm-hmm.
0: you can make your bullet much stronger if you're saying only accept one percent of submissions or
1: something like that. Yeah, I'll have to contact them. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So yeah, just like try to try to quantify it a little bit more. I think if the
0: I don't know what's most impressive your projects or your cor- coursework that's most relevant to quant funds but i suspect it might actually be the coursework and if you could okay. do something more about like projects and i think you'll it's have
1: a lot of like physics related projects that i just didn't add because i thought it's very irrelevant
0: also. yeah but the question is like can you answer interview questions around it and can you explain I mean, about-
1: like, it's it's not relevant uh, like physics research okay so I didn't it in this. Physics, the physics stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, unfortunately, I'm not more help, but
0: I think the formatting you could definitely clean it up. Um, I think you definitely probably want to feature more of your like technical skills here. This is a little bit kind of understated, which I think is that's what they're going to want to see. Um, and not just like, not just like listing it, but maybe uh, you know, like you said, featuring the projects that have these skills to show that like you actually have this and it's not just um, it's not just a line. I actually
1: on. worked on a couple of like comps. Maybe I could showcase that if that's possible. Uh,
0: on comps, you said?
1: Uh, in in couple of this. Like I made this uh, board that traded automatically. Well, yeah, that should absolutely be in here. If you're talking about quant funds and hedge funds, like,
0: algorithmic trading, like that should be one of the most biggest featured things on your thing you should talk about the performance even if it's bad and how like you iterate how you that's, that's not. the major
1: reason i didn't edit it in because it didn't make any profit so no but that's
0: like exactly but just to show that you knew even how to start and do that and write that things and then talk about then like the whole interview will be about okay what what uh what signals did you use what did you find what did you why not why didn't you think it worked that type of stuff
1: yeah
0: why did you give up or you know all that type of stuff, back testing. I think that's the stuff that's really going to show them that you are passionate about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'd focus on that and kind of restructure it a little bit because this, the experience, like this Pinewood, like crypto, the currency. If you're not, if you're not like
1: very clear about exactly what you did and why it's impressive to the quant funds, they're not really going to care. Like more quantify more quantify. Yeah, and then like ideally. Like research and author 20 articles on finance,
0: valuation, Excel, like I'd be authoring articles on like quant and trading specific stuff. I'd hope you're assigning yourself those.
1: I didn't find any particular ones. Like I did find a couple of those. I did like uh, make a couple of articles on that, but not measured.
0: But why don't you you list those out rather than like
1: finance and valuation kind of generic. They're not going to give a shit about accounting. Right? Yeah i probably not, but that's my that's my general advice. Does that helpful at all, or does it kind of
0: leave you lost? I feel bad.
1: No, it's a, no, no. It's still like just formatting and making like thinking about the person who's interviewing that. So yeah,
0: yeah. You, of, you should make it specifically for quant funds, and if you want to do if you want a different one for finance, that's fine. You can be a little bit more general, um, but try to really think about where you're applying and the job you're trying to land and what they care about. Mm-hmm. And then be more clear, if you're going to say co-founder of something on there, they're going to grill you on like, what is this? What did you do? What value to add? What What do you mean co-founder? What do you mean hedge fund? Mm-hmm. So if you're not ready to talk about it and you're going to kind of like step around it and tiptoe around it, then just don't even have it on there or have it less or have it less featured. And give me something to chew on. Like how many hours did you spend on this? Like,
1: you know what I mean? you
4: interviewed yeah, yeah. five people.
1: Like, I don't care. Like, so what does that mean? you know what i mean so like i rather i rather people
0: are probably going to be more impressed with like the testing, the fail backtesting model and the the technical work you did there because it's much more relevant it shows that there is already interest there there's already experimentation there there's a journey right there's you're trying to learn and understand to me i think that's much more interesting and i think it'll be more interesting to those people versus some cryptocurrency exchange
1: thing unless unless you can get more technical on here and show where the, your technical skills helped mm-hmm that helps. Okay. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Uh, let's see if we can help anybody else here. All right. Let me see if I can open up duels here. Yeah. And if anybody else wants to send, uh, uh, there's one word. Uh, it's above our business. I think that's probably yeah. Duel. That's, Abdul. that's uh, what I'm trying yeah, to yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, let me see if I can get it. Sorry, I'm just trying to get it set on my screen so I can um, properly properly give you feedback. Okay, here we go. You know, it's so funny. I've done, how many of these, Nabil? I've done
0: maybe five of these, six of these. I feel like I'm yeah, starting to repeat myself already.
1: <laughs> um,
0: all right, here we go. Let's see if I can share my screen. And yeah, if you guys want to, j- you can jump off. If you don't. There's no requirement to stay on this.
1: It's it's only if you're interested in learning and hearing about this. Okay, so Abdul, hey, hey, are you with us? Yes, I am. Awesome. So
0: give me a little bit of background, just uh, overall in terms of where you are. Sounds like you're getting. Um, you initially got your an initial degree at a community college. as an eighteen, and then you jumped to um, BSBA at Georgetown. Okay. And you're graduating soon, really soon.
4: Yeah, I'm graduating this fall. So yeah, I'm getting, uh, Alexandria, Virginia is close to Washington DC and, uh, I'm doing finance and management double major and I'm looking for uh, investment banking jobs probably here on or in New York.
1: Okay. And so,
0: um, if you're looking for investment banking jobs, I can definitely help you there. Um,
1: so a couple of things <laughs> I'm like broken record here. Um, This huge block of text is a mistake, Okay. simply because no one's actually going to read it. Uh, Think of something as like, um,
0: it's the same reason why uh, one of the rules of of this internship when you're writing is uh, when people are reading online or even, you know, if they print it out maybe, but most of the time people are going to be reading online. Reading a large block of text online, especially at this font size, is incredibly difficult. It it assumes it assumes that people are going to take your resume and spend a few minutes with it. When in reality, they have a stack of hundred or two hundred resumes, and they're going like this: flip, flip, flip. Oh, kind of interesting. Okay, flip. No, no, no. Maybe. No, no. Yes. That's literally what it's like. So all you're doing here by having two pages and having this big block of text at the top is you're you're making yourself look like you don't know how to apply to these jobs you're making yourself look like you don't really actually um know how to sell yourself okay oh, yeah. okay so um i think if we remove this get all this out of here uh education up at the top this is great um gpa is a little low but it's fine it's not it's not the worst could you have some uh relevant coursework in there that's specific around finance
4: uh yeah i do have so many classes in so yeah
0: i would do some of that like economics um, anything around financial statements, MA, options, futures, derivative, anything financy, I'd get that in there. Um how about jobs? When you were at the community college or when you're doing other stuff, did you have a part-time job?
4: Uh actually not because I was just focusing on full-time studies and was not really prepared for that.
0: No, that's fine. But did, did you um I'm just trying to i I'm just trying to see, like for for your four years, um, or was it four years? Yeah, for your four years at Georgetown, how about like Um, Let me see. Professional
1: experience. Yep. Okay, great. Principal and CFO. This is great. Yeah, a lot of great leadership, professional experience for somebody who hasn't graduated yet. Oh, and you were a tutor. Yep. Great. Okay. So to get this on a one line,
0: or to, sorry, get this on a one page. I think obviously this will help get rid of this. Um, the awards, I think need to be, um, especially if it's just Dean Dean's List, like you can literally put that in. like your GPA, unfortunately, yeah, you got on Dean's List three times and Dean's List once, right? But it's, um,
1: it's something that's all this is doing is like giving me more attention to your GPAs. Right? Yeah. So like, I actually think, just even just getting rid of this is probably better for you because um,
0: yeah, the GPA at North Virginia was great, but they're going to care more about the Georgetown GPA. So I think you want to get away from like um, anything really. And people know Dean's list. And this is just GPA merit, right? Yes. I like think everybody knows that. So just get rid I
1: get rid of that. And, let, and for awards, unless you have something specific, um, I would um, remove that. I think your professional experience looks the most impressive so far, right? Um,
0: So I would focus on that. So, finance research analyst, this is good. Again, um, I would highly recommend you look at how these bullets, how we did this. If you can get, if you're looking for banking, getting the financial modeling valuation courses listed on your resume over 200 hours of self study, da 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 da. Getting that here and at the top experience is going to actually pay a lot of dividends in terms of you landing more interviews. Okay, but you need you need to get that like listed up there, and so this is this is all again on the top of the Slack group. I highly and the and the uh, I think Nabil, did we link the actual resume template as well so people can use that? If not, can yeah, we link that? I think it's linked. Think
1: it's,
0: there. Uh, it's not linked. It's not linked. We can um, drop it here. Oh, it's that. It's on Slack.
1: It's also under the resources.
0: Research. If you just go to the go to the website WallStreetJackets. and you hover over resources, there's something that says investment making resume template right there. Um, you can just grab it from there too. Um, so if you, yeah, if you add that, so this is this is actually really interesting. So State Corps Logistics. So you you landed this in um, Af- You've been working in Afghanistan, right?
4: Uh, Yeah, this was uh, where I was born in Gregor.
0: Right, this was prior was to you coming to the US? Yeah,
1: it was before 2015. Got it. Okay, so I think for this, let's see, okay. Uh huh.
4: Yeah, it was a small business. I co founded that business, so I was able to get some awards from the US government and the Middle East. Yeah.
1: Uh, how much were the contracts for? Can you put the, that in? Or are you allowed to? Is, or is it not impressive?
4: Um they are
1: medium I can put it. So you might want to consider putting that in.
4: Yeah.
1: And, and the length of the contracts. Um, this uh, is yeah, like, I, I think, you know, what's going to be tough for people to get over? The fact that you have like, how many years of experience you've, like five years of experience before you went to school, undergrad in the US?
4: Uh, it's kind of, I think it's making it uh, irrelevant the, the experience because I'm applying for like most like banking jobs and this is kind, kind of contracting you. It's contracting, it shows
0: good leadership, but like it almost screams like you should be an associate because you're man- managing people, right? And so the fear of people interviewing you for an analyst role is he's he's not going to want to be, you know... Um at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, it's a you almost idea. have to assure them that you're not around that,
1: um, or you're not scared about that. Um, you could almost do you could almost combine these. It's the
0: same, is it the same company? Uh, no, not not different.
4: Not what? Uh, I said they are different. State Corps Logistics and State Corps Incorporation. Did you create
1: them both?
4: Uh, No, no, I was working the first one and the CEO is kind of my friend and I asked him kind of use like the state corps and kind of uh, bring another license under state corps logistics and he agreed to that and I opened my own under state corps logistics. Got it.
0: Got it. Okay. So, I mean, you might want to combine, it's kind of similar type work. You might want to just combine them for simplicity for the reader Um, since you're doing similar type work, right? Yeah. So it might be better just to to not complicate it. Just have one of the names and just have it like your co- first your contracting option. You're maybe prom- you could say you're promoted to principal and CFO, so it looks good.
1: Instead of, instead of getting into like the fact that he's your buddy and he just helped you. <laughs> Met um,
0: proposal deadlines, so yeah, because like a lot of this stuff is good. I think any more you can like quantify this. Met proposal deadlines. It's kind of vague successfully coordinated submissions and collections, how many, what's the budget, how did you improve things, how did you actually have an impact yourself? Can you quantify it at all for me?
4: Uh, yeah, I can quantify them.
0: Yeah, definitely quantify more, like um, studied RFPs, RFQs, RFPs, how many, um, what did that lead to, what was the outcome? So like, you should think of every single bullet of like, here's what I did, or um, here's what I did, what it means, um, and here's the outcome. Of what i did um and the more specific you can get um and the more impressive it can be around the specific numbers of what you did the better it's going to look and the more believable it's going to look like the fact that you said two contracts actually makes me like really like hang on to that and be like okay cool well was that impressive like i don't know (laughs) you know it's hard for me to know so like kind of talking a little bit more of like one two contracts that increase revenue by you know 30% Thirty percent year over year, the fastest run rate uh, in the history of the whatever the, the, the twenty-year corporation. Whatever
4: you know, what I mean? do you know what I mean? Something a little bit more like uh, I, I can grasp. Yeah, the company, uh, the company where I worked as a contracting officer was from two thousand ten to two thousand fifteen. was the biggest U.S. government contractor back in Afghanistan. It was kind of com- competing with ACOM and some other like yeah. Shore and some I for I don't know like to some other companies. Yeah, for them. So yeah. So yeah, had like 40 projects, uh, they were like all worth like three hundred million. Yeah. So like I think you give me some
0: of that those numbers, give me some of that meat on there that shows that like you were involved with that and responsible um helping helping lead that company, helping um, you know, at least help the growth there. Um I'm not saying to pretend like you were CEO or anything, but just you know, uh try to try to show what your contribution to that impressive growth,
1: growth. Right. Makes
0: sense. um, and then, like that academic tutoring, like this is great, but I think this should be mostly
1: like in a um That could this academic tutoring experience, you could almost
0: I think it's actually really good to maybe help strengthen some of your
1: educational sections. because was this during, yeah, this is while you're at Georgetown, or no? Um,
4: so now, Kind of community college at Georgetown. I had bad time. I had a concussion. So that was, that's why my GPA has dropped. You had what? Uh, I had an accident. So I had a concussion and uh, that's why my GPA dropped and I was under some mental health issues.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, don't use that excuse uh, during an interview, just so you know. Um, yeah, no, I'm being honest. The
4: only,
0: yeah, I think that's good, but like, uh, even if it's the truth, I think it's better just to say, "Oh, well, I had some family, um, family stuff," or "I had to help take care of family members," or whatever. Even if it's yourself, just because, like, I feel like um, if there's still a lot of there's still a lot of um, bias around that, I think it's totally valid, but I don't want to hurt your ability to, to land the job, okay. right? So they're going to be nervous. Like, is it still around? What's the after effect? What's going on? Right? So it's going to make me nervous, right? Uh, thanks for the tip. So, so yeah, so just be careful on that. Um, but yeah i think I think it would be good to have the tutoring up under maybe North Virginia here. um tutor, uh, tutored uh, twenty tutor, tutored over forty forty students across statistics, macroeconomics, managerial accounting, microeconomics,
1: uh, and financial accounting. Yes. okay, one line under there under uh, your North Virginia, okay? okay um one bullet and i think if you do all those things i think it's going to be a little
0: bit stronger especially the stuff where you're getting more of the valuation and then i don't know if you have um volunteer experience like additional information down here um i think
1: you can put your your language skills down under there okay language fluency i'd put that um like here modeling i'd hit
0: it again based on what you said in the internship but I would literally list it again valuation help a lvm modeling dcf whatever you are studying mm-hmm. um, i think you want to show that you're proficient in the proper tools excel powerpoint Kappa Q, you know if you have if you have it don't list it if you don't know it cuz they're going to call you out on it um, and then try to try to have something around uh, interest so um do you like riding cycling uh
4: no <laughs> but yeah, you, get, you get my exact. idea
1: try to have try to
0: have a little bit more of a well-rounded um you know show them a little bit about your personality in terms of what else you do you like to do
1: okay
4: okay i have an addiction but not always
1: like chess and stuff you have a what i have an addiction of chess playing chess oh perfect that would be great under interest especially get me more more specific do you like speed chess or a certain certain type of chess uh, no but Yeah, it's rapid chess.
0: It's like right. in, in five that, minutes, that's, eight minutes, That's awesome. That's awesome. Put that.
1: Okay.
0: Great. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, I hopefully that was helpful. That uh, yeah, was you- helpful. Thank you very much for your yeah, time. Yeah. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Um, I last. Uh, here you go. last says I finished five
0: articles and now. Working as a preliminary editor. However, I'm not planning to take the courses until I finish mentorship. Is it okay to do so? Yeah, it's totally up to you when you want to take the courses. Um, we were just talking about specifically like when you should actually um, include it, like should you include it or not. I don't even know if Isla's still here, but uh, for those of you thinking about like the timing, um, yeah, there's no time restriction in terms of when you need to take the courses or not.
1: Uh, anything else? Any any questions on those reviews? any disagreements? People think, uh, no, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm happy.
3: Um, I just want to ask for one of the articles I'm doing right now. It's about uh, the difference between getting fired and getting laid off. And um, one of the interns who's writing about, he's giving resume advice and stuff for how to explain b- being laid off or whatnot. And first off, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I would not know uh you and mr hitty for the people i can think to ask but uh what is like wso's take on that because he he gave a ton of resume advice and whatnot but i don't know if it's consistent with what wso would say and i don't want him to write something in the article that isn't for example what someone the resumes would do is there someone i should ask specifically Um, or
0: i don't think on the resume you should be like extrapolating like trying to explain why a job ended unless there starts to become a large gap between, like, when you're applying. So, like, eventually, you have to. Ideally, you're looking for a job before you lose your job, right? And they give you a little bit of heads up. But if that's not the case, and you're and you're um, laid off because of whatever uh, company wide layoffs, I don't think you want to have that negative association on your resume at all. I think you just want to put the date, and then since you're not just you're dropping your resume into a black hole you're talking to people about your candidacy, um, I think that's in those messages that's when you say you know i was I was laid off in the uh, company wide job cuts here da 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 you know if they as kind of an aside, but more about like you're really interested in the thing and should be it should be more positive about like what you could add how you can add value to a specific company and not like featuring or apologizing the layoff I if see if you're fired, it's even more so,
1: <laughs> like
0: delegate. Yeah. Oh, sorry be to cut that you on off
3: the mr of curtis but he says uh some of the advice was like just don't say you were fired or like one of them it, it was contradicting because he took it for two sources so one of them was like you have to be honest about it and another one was like just lie i don't feel like you should lie maybe that's just me
0: <laughs> no I yeah i like
3: see that and throw it out
0: no you don't um so i think so, uh, I mean, this was this is relevant to me. I mean, I was I was let go slash fired um, from my first job in private equity. So, I mean, the, what I did is I listed the job, put my responsibilities like anything else, and then I had to have an end date, right? And then that didn't stop me from getting interviews. And then when people ask you, why are you leaving? Um, at that point, you have to say, well, you know, it didn't work out culturally, and you have to come up with a story of whatever happened. Now, my, my situation was a little bit tricky because I wasn't even sure why. So I had to talk about, well, it didn't seem they felt like my skill set was better suited for investment banking. So it raised some red flags and it made it really difficult for me to get my next job. But I absolutely would not. I mean, you you shouldn't, you can't number one, you can't just hide a job, especially if you're there for more than several months, because then you have a huge gap in your resume and it almost looks worse. Um, you know, if you were there for like a year or two, what are you gonna say like you never were there? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, right. Um, so that's kind of silly to like say it never happened, like to pretend like it never happened. Um you don't have to say like, uh, you don't, legally, most places, at least in the US, they can't say like, oh, they're let go for cause or, or for like, if, if there was no cause, they can't be like, oh, um, they were horrible or whatever, don't hire them. Um, typically, what will happen is if you leave and they want to pay you like a uh, some sort of bonus to leave, you typically have to sign something that's like a non-disparagement clause saying like, oh, I'm not going to. Um, speak ill of the company, um, blah, blah, blah. And we confirm, we'll confirm confirm that your dates, you know, you worked here and blah, blah, blah. But I think the best thing you can do is almost get on the same page with the previous employer and say, okay, but can the can the actual talking points be that, you know, culturally, culturally it wasn't a good fit with this or like the types of deals I wanted to do didn't really match up with the type of deals we were doing. There wasn't enough that, you know, kind of match it up. So it's almost like more of a mutual decision. I think that's fine to do to help you land back on your feet, but it should be done with the former employer, um, almost like negotiated with the former employer so that you have your story straight when you're going to um, apply to new places. Because what you don't want to do is kind of like cut off that communication, not have something worked out, and then specifically have to go to the market with uh, reference checks going to the old company and they're, they're being very very much, yes he yes, he or she worked here for these exact dates, and that's all I can share, right?
3: Oh, yeah, it, that sounds bad. Then it's
0: like, what did he what did he or she do? Oh my goodness, were they like stealing from the company? You know, stuff like that, right? Um, so I think for, it's a very tricky kind of thing to do. I wouldn't, I mean, I don't think you can lie. I think you can get on the same page of like reasons why you were let go. If it's company-wide layoff, it's easier. I don't think you put that on the resume, but I think it's easy to talk to. It's like, yeah. oh, I got caught up in the, the layoffs here because of this and da-da-da. Still doesn't look good because why were you the 10% that got cut? But um it's it's more understandable if that's if that's you know what I mean? If that's um I
3: see. So for cases like that, should they, if there's a good reason they can find, should they give it? Should they be like, oh, you know, maybe we had a merger and they already had their own customers. Yeah. Service perfect. department, they made us redundant. Like, but I wouldn't put that in the resume.
0: I think anybody. Okay. I think anybody that's doing research will know that the company was recently acquired and suspect probably something like that happened. Um, and then in your, in, since you're not just dropping your resume off in a black hole of online applications, you're actually following up and asking to talk to people. Um, would their first question gonna be like, "Well, why are you leaving?" Da, da, da. I'd be like, "Well, actually, I was, you know, I um, I was one of the ten percent. You know, I was in the in the layoffs that recently happened with the merger. Um, so that's why I'm looking for for a new role. It's just like that. Um, and that's okay, that's much better way to go about it versus like featuring it or like calling attention to it. Um, try to just make you know what you did there more tangible. I mean, the best thing you can do is make the the actual bullets and the experience stand out and show that you actually had an impact.
3: Awesome! Thank you so much. That answers a lot of my questions, and now I can actually use that to fill out the section. Okay, good,
0: good. I'm, I'm glad it was helpful. Thank you for being so diligent on the editing. Yeah, Abdul, go ahead.
4: Hey, so this is uh, like related to internship. So there are like hundreds of uh, articles that are being reviewed by uh, I don't know, it's prelim, prelim uh, editors or chief editors, but still, uh, kind of the interns, I think already left. So we don't know who is there and who is not there. And it's kind of difficult to find those people who can, I don't know how the process to take, like how they can access the courses or we can make it something like difficult for, I know it's kind of uh, going to be troublesome for some interns, but we, this WSA is our home. So we want to be honest to it. And we don't want to have it like, like thousands of, applic- uh, like uh, articles, uh, waiting for a uh, uh, kind of interns, uh, reviews or stuff. So I think we have to be pro- proactive than reactive and the kind of preventing that problem in the future. So are we going to have like a list of interns giving to the chief editors to know who is there and who is not? So if not, the chief editors can kind of apply all those uh, edits and put it for us Yeah, upload. I think
0: uh, Nabil and uh, Josh have been kind of calling out when someone's leaving soon to try and get those edits done first. And the editing team has actually been doing a great job of um, reducing the number of edits that are waiting. Um, it still doesn't mean we've fully gotten through the bottleneck that we had earlier in the summer. Um, so yeah, we, we absolutely, we're, we're trying our best to get more people moved to the uploads and to the editing. Although the uploads is actually a bigger bottleneck right now than the upload or the editing. Um, but yeah, we still, uh, I think there's, there's specific, um, rules around like if it's been sitting in prelim review or ready for upload for, I think over two weeks and the, the credits given for that article anyways. So we're still giving the interns the rewards based on, um, if they finish and they haven't, all the articles haven't been reviewed, um all those rewards are still given.
4: Uh, and what are we going to do for that? Because if, if an intern left, like in May, the editors, apron, the editors will have to take
0: take that on. The editors that come in have to take that on and help edit it and improve it.
4: I was just thinking if we can give a list of uh, interns that already left and the, uh, editors will know who, who left so the editors can act and do that. and so an editor, yeah, That's, I good, can, that's uh, a good
0: point. Nebula, any thoughts on like, would it be possible to do that? Do we have a list of like,
1: or is that? completed now? uh so there's two things right so what do uh editors do now is message them and then usually if they're not in the internship they're not in the slack group uh and if you don't get a reply in a couple of days just fix the article basically yeah, yeah. Uh, and in terms of like the list uh i don't know uh there's a privacy thing too it's the list on the uh track of the application form, Patrick not sure if we can
0: uh yeah we don't want to send that out but we could potentially yeah. send ones that if people have finished like successfully finished or stopped
1: completed yeah
4: and yeah is
0: completed wrong. yeah
1: and then the ones who've uh who've
4: left you're probably not going to find them on slack so if they're not on slack they probably have completed yeah um, or left yes. yeah um, that's a nice way of doing it yeah i'm just interested in finalizing the articles and kind of bringing in new right
1: so yeah, I would, I would use those kind of uh, that framework to try and determine it. But,
0: but a you have a question?
1: Yeah, it's not that relevant, but I just want to know why monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> I, like, I even bear. have it on
0: my shirt. I even have it on my shirt. Um, there's a famous book called Monkey Business from back in like, I think, the early 2000s, um, which was a, a firsthand account of what it was like to be an investment banking analyst. And, um, I think I read that either right before or right after my analyst and I was, I thought it was hilarious. It was a really funny book. And so I think people around the industry would call the analyst monkeys and, and stuff like that. So that's kind of when we were creating the community initially in 2006. "Well, so let's make it monkeys. Let's make it funny, like kind of like monkey business. And, uh, that's how, that's how we did it. We
1: met, had to make it a fun theme.
2: Got it. Thank you.
1: Yeah, You're welcome. I highly recommend the book, by the way. Um, let me see if I can find it monkey business. I'm going on Amazon. I'll link to it right now. You'll, you'll have a, you'll have a good laugh. Let's see. It's this one swinging through the wall street jungle. Right up to everyone here. You want to laugh? Here's the book. So you can ask them why monkeys? um yeah it's a classic um any any other questions or thoughts okay well almost exactly an hour hopefully that was helpful
0: uh yeah hope to see you guys again next week uh if or actually next week i'll be out but the week after and um if there's any questions that come in the meantime um hit us up on slack or email and we'll be we'll be around thanks so much everybody Oh, Sarah. Oh, that's a thumbs up. Okay. (laughs) See you later. Bye everybody. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way. Patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time.